Well, we're powering down after an individual time trial in which uh, neither of us excelled, I think it's fair to say. No. Uh, we, were, we were both a bit Jonas Fingergaard, I think, today. But it was not our fault. I think the director what did good. it was, wasn't our fault? Well, I, I think the director did too good a job. He's like covering everything. Yeah. It was just a bit multifaceted. And also, for the first time, I think, I can remember, the official Criterium de Dauphiné site, the TSO timing was faster than the TV images. How's that even? That's like, we were getting stuff before it was showing on TV. Before it had happened. So then the director was going back and then playing. So it was confusing, to say the least. Yeah. We got me and Chat Stevens at the Giro couple of years ago or last year we got into trouble for doing that oh for uh, for, for being for, ahead of the game yeah, for being ahead of the game because you know the a lot of the stuff you see on time trials like with a lot of sports actually is not actually live spoiler yeah. alert yes it's just happened you know because they might be covering buffering they might be covering a, a significant rider coming to the finish line at exactly the same point as Jonas Vingegaard's coming to checkpoint one. Can't control that, can you? You can't control that, so they'll spin it around on a machine called an EVS and play it in as live. So you've got to be quite careful as that as a commentator to use the information on your data screen Although, with discretion. I suppose when it's live, which is, I understand, at the Giro, you'd want to be doing that because a lot of people who are watching live might be following it as well if they're super schlugs. Well, this is the this is the dilemma now. That, uh, that, that they Otherwise, have. it looks like we're amateurs yeah. and we're not following the race. It does. Because people at home know before the we, TV viewer knows. Yeah. It's a problem. It's a problem, Ned. It's a problem. Tech. There's One of the hardest sports to cover is um, golf. Oh, by the way, the Seinfeld thing. That was brilliant, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> we sometimes uh, watch, just before we start commentating, a little funny video, don't we? Yeah, just, just to, to get, us like get us in the mood. Lighten us up. Yeah. Warm us up. Sometimes it's Partridge. Yeah. Quite often it's Partridge. Yeah. But today it was Seinfeld. Seinfeld. Talking about wider golf commentators whisper. <laughs> like, well, he started talking about whisp- the context in which people whisper. People whisper. Yeah. And one of them was, his first one was like, talking about tipped. Have you tipped? Have you done a tip? Yeah. And then he <laughs> spreads it out to all these other contexts, and one of them is about it's just very funny yeah. about golf. It's like some sort of manicured lawn. Yeah, like, why? Why do you have to a stationary object? Yeah. yeah, and everyone's <laughs> deathly quiet. Seventy-two degrees Fahrenheit. Yeah, manicured lawns, stationary object, and everyone. What's this? Where's the, why has everyone got to be quiet for that? <laughs> so it's because they're all rich. <laughs> yeah, that's. And when you're around rich people, you're quiet. You, you whisper as well. Everyone's quiet when you're around rich, rich people. <laughs> yeah, but um, um, no, golf is really hard sport to cover. If you think about it, a major golf tournament. They they cover eighteen holes simultaneously. Of There's course. stuff happening oh, at, at yeah. all eighteen holes. So I remember talking to a legendary golf director called Martin Martin. Can't remember his second name actually. Uh, uh, Sky Sports, who did all the big back mm. in the day, did all big all the big um, golf tournaments. And he told me, I think I'm right in saying that something like eighty five percent of everything you see when you're watching golf live is not live. Oh wow! Yeah, it's just happened. Huh. And sometimes that gets revealed. By you'll be like <laughs> you'll be on a whispering green where everything's going like that. The commentator's talking like that, and some golfist is just lining up a golf shot mm. putt, and uh, you'll hear a massive cheer, and you realise you're going to have to go to that next, a- and you realise oh there's something happening, that, yeah. you know, and then you'll go to that bit next, and you'll hear that massive cheer that you yeah. just heard before. Uh. So, but it's a bit like that with a time trial. You, there's not really an easy way around no. it, but um, 
Uh, Mikhail Bjerg's first pro, and I didn't realise that. I was so used to just seeing him bobbing away on TV. Didn't realise he was a young, young rider, rider either. Under no. 25, like, classification. Got to be at the back end of that. He's got to be... Shall I look up his age? Have I reckon he's 25. Age. I reckon he's one of those who's actually... 20. No, it's the year of your 25th birthday where he stopped being. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But so he can't be then, because he's young rider, he's 24. No, well, no, you can be 25 and still qualified, can't you? Because if you're I thought 24, it's the year of your 25th birthday was yeah, when you stopped. Yeah, but if you're 20... Isn't it if you're 24 on January the 1st, you qualify? Yes. But if you turn 25, but that's fine. If you turn 25 on well, January the 2nd, you still qualify for the entire year. Isn't that the rule? No, I didn't think so. Tell me what the rule is. I, I was sure like in juniors, um, the year you turn 19 is the year that you go senior. Okay. If that makes sense. That doesn't matter if it makes and, sense. And under 23. So you have to be under 23. So the, the, your 20, the year of your 23rd birthday is <laughs> the year you're not under 23. Mikkel Bjerg's 24. So he's like 24. Said, yeah, he's so 24. He's, yeah, so he's not but 25. You said no, 25. Okay. No, well, I, I'm saying he could be 25 and still qualify for the young one. No, he can't. That's what I'm just explaining to you. I don't understand. Because he, right, he turns 20. If he turned 25 he on 31st of December this year, he would not be no, but he turns, under 25. He turns 25 on the 3rd of November this year. Well, right? that makes no sense. I don't understand then. So if there were, there won't be because it's out of the season, but if there were a bike race the next day, could he, would he be qualified well, maybe in the under, White Jersey competition? Maybe under 25 is different then because it's not an actual, because obviously if it's in the actual juniors, it, you have to be under 19, which means the year of your 19th birthday. So you is, actually have to be under 19. You have to be, yeah. you have to be, it's the year, yeah, you have to be under 19. You can't be 20. The, in the calendar year, yeah. you cannot turn <laughs> 19. And same with under 23. The, so you're you're under twenty three. Wait, your last year of under twenty three is a year that you turn twenty two. Wait. So under twenty five actually is just a kind of um, yeah. Is literally you're under twenty five. Is it? Well, that's what you're saying now. If is if he turns no, twenty five. No, I'm not. I'm saying the opposite of that. I'm saying I'm saying that you can be. I think you can be qualified for the best young rider competition and be twenty. So it's twenty five and under. It, yes, uh, but you can't be twenty six. <laughs> okay, so it's under twenty six. Really? Yeah, yeah, I think. It okay, is. well, that makes sense. So I think, I think it under twenty six. I, I might be wrong. And I'm, this is well, no, I'm, you're I'm, not I'm wrong because if he's twenty five this no, year, not. well, yes, in November. Yeah, so that yeah. means that it's under twenty six. Yeah, like Pogacar, right? Pogacar turns twenty five on the twenty first of September this year. So he's under twenty five. He's still under twenty five, but he will. So he goes to Vuelta. He's not. No, but doesn't change. Your status doesn't change in the calendar year. Does it, it doesn't. Exactly. That's ridiculous then. So, <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that amazing that either of us actually know the answer? So actually, the best young rider has got nothing to do with 25, really. It's just... Oh, God. It's can, this, can this conversation end? 25. <laughs> 25 and under. Let's talk about the bloody time trial. Anyway, oh, what's his name? What's his chops? Mikel Bier. Yeah, former under-23 world time trial champion. He's got some really good results, but... Um, He's not a stylist, is he? No. His head looked like a little yeah. bird, like a little woodpecker, kind of like. And the faces he pulls when he's on the front riding as well, and everything. But he just you never. Care. But he's a hard rider to read because he's the opposite of Dylan Van Baal. He's like anti Dylan Van Baal. Op- yeah, yeah, polar opposite of Van Baal. Yeah. Who you go? He's looking great, and then he's pops. Anti With Van Baal. Yeah, you go. Oh, surely oh, he's, he's only got another. He's done. He's done, and then it's three kilometres late, still and next he's still on the still front. there. Yeah. Literally next mountain. Yeah. Didn't he do that at the tour? Yeah, he did. Yeah. Like, it's horrible. I mean, it's just it's so hard to watch because you just. I mean, I, I guess he is actually going through that excruciate. Maybe Dylan Van Baal should try harder. Yeah. Maybe that's just the. Yeah. It's, Dylan Van Baal cares what people think. 
Yeah. <laughs> Whereas Mikkel Bjerg doesn't. Yeah. But yeah. actually UAE as a whole were very impressive. They just are. They? They're really, they're really good impressive. Yeah. I didn't know Grosschartner had a, he finished fifth. O'Connor, that was a good ride, finished fourth. Fred Wright. Legend. Legend, he's getting better he's, and better. I think, I mean, I, I think you said, I don't know if you said in commentary or afterwards, can't believe he's not won a race. race yet. But it's, he's too good at too many things. Yeah. You know, it's, it's kind of. Too versatile. It's too versatile. He's, yeah. because he, how does he climb all right? Yeah, I mean, in a kind of Magnus Court kind of a way, right? Yeah, sort of Moyen Montagne. Yeah. Yeah, because that's what he was doing at the tour Carcass last year. on stage. Yeah. That's the kind I mean, of thing you should climb be well if you can do that. Yeah, yeah. But it's, um, he just doesn't have that finishing. He might, I mean, he does, he's fast as well. It's just, yeah. he gets it slightly wrong. Yeah. Just slightly, which yeah. is, which is, he's only been doing it like really last year at the highest level. Yeah. And I think he was already, to get in the moves he gets in is, normally takes people a long time to master. Yeah. So he's mastered probably the more complicated thing of being able to be in the right place at the right time all the time. And now he's got to learn how to finish it off. Yeah. Which he'll get, I think. You know, it can't be as consistent as he is and not have break the dam and just suddenly. Yeah, he's super it. consistent, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. And he can back it up. He's kind of physically resilient as well, isn't he? Because he can go, you know, yeah. multiple days in a row. I was very disappointed um, with Jonas Vingegaard. And yet... And yet still a very good ride. And he's still got a big lead on GC on the proper contenders. GC. He's got 45 seconds yeah. over Adam Yates. But the thing was, it wasn't... And Yates an did a really good time trial. Yeah, and it wasn't an impressive ride from Jonas Vingegaard. In the sense, he went out so fast, and he was on track to do a Tour de France winning time trial. Yeah, through the first time check, twelve seconds faster than everyone else. But they lost twenty-one seconds from the first time check to the second but, time check, and then was just like, look. But he was beaten by a suffering. rider. He was beaten by a rider who was unleashed today, and yeah. doesn't have three, sorry, four mountain stages to perform in in the days to come. Who invested everything at his Dauphiné into this one moment? Mm. If you took Björk out of the equation, Vingegaard won the stage. Mm -hmm with something to spare, something to spare over everyone else. So mm. do that mind exercise for me and remove Mikhail Thought Bjerg. experiment. Thought experiment. <laughs> remove Mikhail Bjerg. Remove him, just remove him. And now tell well, me, okay. and now so tell me how no. good Vingegaard's time trial was. Um, Moyen. Moyen, because he looked thrashed uh, towards the end and he crossed the finish line and looked full on buckled. He did a bit. And... I think I think he went out pace at his... Ooh, here's an interesting one. I hadn't thought about this. So he probably rides by power because most of them do now. Yeah. So he set out on his usual power. Yeah. What he would have planned to do, what he's trained to do, what he expects to do. And that's why he went to the first time check 12 seconds because he was just doing what he... But he couldn't hold it. So his power dropped off. Mm -hmm. So then he actually was suffering, not able to hold his numbers for the rest of the time trial. And that's why he was literally couldn't do anything about it. So I think he went out at his strategy pace, right. at what his numbers tell him to do, what he does, in what he would be doing if he was racing at Tour de France at his top form yeah. and couldn't hold it. Yeah. And literally, and then was just ended up in that horrible place, which means he was over his, not at, he's not at where he needs to be. But remember the conversations we had about Roglic's approach to winning the Giro in the opening few days when I started to stumble across his theory that yes, he he'd sacrificed a bit of flat power for a bit of climbing prowess. I don't know if I don't know if 
I don't know how separate... It's hard to know, isn't it? With a, what how would, separately what would, what Roglic would, prepared for the Giro from the way that Vingegaard prepares to a tour. Or whether, because they're on the same team, there's conversations that perhaps... Hatch okay, thought experiment. Yeah. What would Taddeo have done today? Ripped it. Yeah. Merciless. Merciless. Destroyed it. A on minute. a course like that. Because the course was made for those... Oh, those you can right, see. You oh, can almost... Thought experiment. I'm imagining Pogacar on yeah. that course today. Oh, it would have been, been so be dynamic. Yeah, it would have yeah. been amazing. And he'd yeah. just be flying up that final yeah. 5Ks, yeah. just destroying people. Yeah. And uh, there was no sense. And that's going to... So, and this is the thing you've got to take into account as well, that the other GC riders will be seeing that and... But okay, that's a good ride from Vingard. Yeah. We've lost time to him, but he didn't look kind of in, unbeatable. No. You know, it didn't... That We're not scared. No. It's kind of, we've got time to make up. Now, as you said, there's a chance that we know that Vingor probably is one of the best, if not the best, in the very high mountains. But mm. you, if you're doing that, you need to be, you'd be crushing a time trial today. It wasn't a flat kind of drag race. It was a dynamic course. Yeah, there are no 31 kilometer time trials at the Tour de France this year. There's a record low number of time trial kilometers at the Tour de France this year. So you're, saying, so you're saying it's just he just doesn't it's care. Just, <laughs> why, why would I practice that? <laughs> <laughs> so he's not been practicing his time trialing. Not been practicing. He's <laughs> <laughs> not been practicing his time trialing. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I hes- I'd hesitate to read too much into it. I mean, the days to come, I think... That's our really job. No, our job is to be... Our job is to read in what can be read in and to acknowledge that if there's nothing to be re- read into it... Laporte wasn't we special haven't got pod- either. We haven't got so, the material for a podcast. So that was interesting as well. Laporte... Jumbo Visma as a whole weren't yeah. very good. And Laporte... That's true. Positive splitting so as well. UAE had like four UAE, riders in the top UAE ten. UAE well. were all negative splitting. Yeah. And Jumbo were positive splitting. Yeah. So that's Do you know who else collectively weren't very good today? Uh, Ineos Grenadiers. Ineos Grenadiers. Yeah. I'm so accustomed to seeing them like almost by default because yeah. they're so well prepared. Just do good time trials, even if they don't intend to. Yeah, uh, they've proved that at the Giro with like four outstanding performances at the time trials from Tumen Ahrensman, from uh, Lawrence de Plus, from Theo Gegenhardt, mm. and from Gerard Thomas. And even like Puccio and stuff were doing yeah. good rides, and you know, and that's that's without Filippo Ganna, yeah. who'd gone home. Um, uh, but this Dauphiné stroke mostly Tour de France team, mm. Mm. Moyen, Moyen, Again. and poor Egan. Oh, that was horrible to watch. Yeah. That's not good. Yeah. No, that's that's some um, that's horrible to watch. I don't know. I, I I don't want to see Egan Bernal at the Tour de France particularly, because no. I don't think he's got. I don't think he can turn this around this year. No. He's still young enough for plenty more to happen in his. I hope, but I don't think he should go this year because okay, I, I think I, it would be an uncomfortable watch. I, th- I think I, I agree with you. Ben Turner crashed out. Marina's Grenadiers. Yeah, we don't know much more S- than that. Speed boss. bump, free boss says. A speed bump was it? Yeah. Oh, was that the one with the bead on bounced out? I wonder from. Was that a speed bump? Adam y- oh, Yattis, right. yeah. Uh, he lost his bead on, didn't he? He did a good time trial today. Yattis did a very good time trial. Yeah. Um, and yeah. Carapaz didn't. That was disappointing to me because I've been bigging him up quite a lot. Have you? Yeah. All right, you better start reeling that back oh, in again. Re- oh, yeah, I will. I will. But we'll see how he's climbing. I see you're still sticking to your Roglic theory, aren't you? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. It's a very climby Tour de France. It hasn't got the freakish gradients of... Um, but I still think if you're climbing really well, you can time trial really well. Well, that's kind of what I wanted to ask you about, actually. How much does that just transfer across? In theory, it transfers across really well, especially on a course like today. I mean, 
There were mostly the climbers were all it was all climbers. Kind of really it was only climbers here at the Dauphiné. Yeah. But yeah, normally I mean it's you've still got to be putting out those that high power, low weight. I mean it's exactly the same thing as time trialing. Aren't you recruiting slightly different muscle groups to use a cliche mm, slightly but not not enough not enough to make no. that yeah especially as you say it's a rolling course yeah. To, yeah no no i mean it, normally if you're if you're climbing really well and i mean you always see it at tour de france and especially in the final time trial it's the guys who are on gc yeah. who ripped to pieces that final time trial yeah the ones who are climbing best in the race are time trialing the best. even the ones even the ones you say he's no good at time trialing like climb. quintana finished yeah. 13th and exactly whatever, yeah. yeah um yeah. nice fair point yeah. Fair point. You're welcome. Um, um, yeah. So nothing. Not not much else was going on today. No. No. How was your morning? What did you do? Um, well, I went to a meeting. I went to a couple of meetings. Went to a couple of meetings. I went to Soho House this morning. Did you? Yeah. I was just around the corner. Says the Hoxton yeah. in Holborn. Get us, eh? Look at us. <laughs> 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 yeah. yeah. Just doing our thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I had a very productive morning actually. Good. It was good. Little, good. Yeah, got in. Um, had you, you 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 copied me for my lunch? I did. That was very good. Pho, pho Vietnamese pho, yeah. soupy noodles. Yeah, it's a pleasant surprise. Yeah, I don't think anyone else in the production office likes us eating that very because it's quite noisy. It is quite slurpy. It's quite slurpy, yeah. and you have to lift the thing up like a. Hi, James. That's all right. Uh, yeah, that's all right. James, yeah, our director, um, just popping in. Oh, yeah, so just podding while we wait. Yeah. yeah. Who was last on the stage? Victor Campanarts. <laughs> Victor Campanarts was last Breaking on the news, stage. Breaking news, Victor Campanarts was last on the stage. That's strange. And Mikkel Bjerg is not quite 25. Um, and, uh, oh yeah, and I'm th- so I'm feeling buoyed today by late last night. Um, somebody pointed out to me on Twitter that uh, my book had been really nicely yeah, reviewed in the I Telegraph. Since been on, you said, I think you should read it. No, I'm not going to read it out. But it's really nice. It's really nice. I don't know who wrote it. I can't even remember the chap's name. I haven't, it's not someone I know or so, 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 some mate doing a favour or anything. No. And I was really nervous about really? it. Really? I just so, well, yeah, obviously. so invested yeah. in this book. And imagine if like the first review had been like two stars. Bol- Bolting doesn't know what he's doing no, here. But no, it's been really, it's a beautiful review. And what really, really pleases me is they totally get the book That's and good. you've read the book and it's not straightforwardly no it's not a no normal it's not a normal book no. <laughs> so no. it needed someone to go i get this and i yeah. get why he's writing it That's and i get why he's writing it written it like this and they even said something that i hadn't occurred to me about the book which is um w- which is really interesting it's, it doesn't reflect necessarily terribly flatteringly on me but mm. i don't know if you remember in the book there's a character right towards the end when i go to france yeah right at the end where mm. I, I meet this um elderly gentleman oh who, the guy who, who knows who knows everything about, about the, the, the village, village yeah. yeah and the reviewer sort of points out that um, he even encounters towards the end a a, a kindred spirit oh wow and i got Oh yeah! Oh god! Yeah, that's why we bonded. Yeah, with this sort of lunatic, Soup. obsessive nature. Yeah. yeah, oh, that's so true. So it's quite funny. I, it's, it's a hard book to talk about without doing any spoilers. But maybe we'll do a podcast or two about. I think we should. We should do a little bit in of the days to come. Yeah, a little special mini series on the book. Yeah, thank you very much. And do please, um, if you support me actually and you but because mm-hmm. you you know would like to feel that i was supported I so in a yeah. way it'd be, it'd be, it'd be supporting, it's, it's supporting us. us it's supporting us yeah um and you can spare the 13 quid or whatever it yeah. is um pre-order pre-order the pre-order so we need to get out the rankings ned yeah well at the moment it's the moment it's the best seller in road bikes <laughs> mm-hmm. um the tour de france 
Um, and then two brilliant categories. The history of Belgium. Nice. <laughs> and then even better than that, the military history of World War One. So good. Like ahead of... That basically it? sums up the book, Paxman. doesn't it? Paxman. Yeah, Paxman's number three. He's number three or four. And I'm like Gold. spanking Paxman at the moment. So that's not, but, um, that would be very much appreciated. And I think you'd enjoy it. I think you'd enjoy it. And mm. even if you don't, put it on the bookshelf. The spine is very nice and you can pretend you've read it and people would be impressed. Yeah, and it doesn't... It looks like you've read a, a, a historical book because yeah, it doesn't and have cycling all over the spine. No, because it's a bit... 1923. Yeah. They said... The Telegraph said it's an absorbing... What is it? An, abs- an absorbing piece of historical sleuthing and travel writing. Four. I'll take that. that. And it doesn't even, doesn't even say cycling in it, but there is a lot of cycling in it. Yeah. Um, you never stray far from the Tour de France. It's kind of a s- s- deep, mm. never strays far, isn't it? You do uh, stray quite a long way. Yeah. Yeah. You stray. Yeah. And one of the characters who props up in the book who really caught your attention when mm. you read it is Sarah Bernard. Oh, amazing. We're going to go and visit her exhibition in Paris. There's an exhibition in Paris. Yeah. Going to see. Yes. Yeah. 100th anniversary of her death. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, my book has also been shortlisted for an award by the American Library in Paris. No, yeah, whoa, that's mega. Um, which uh, for, for for you qualify for your books qualify for that if they are written in the English language, but enhance our understanding of French culture. Oh, look at that! And uh, so it's going to be. The other thing we need to do in Paris is it's going to be on display in the American Library in a little behind a little glass case. Oh, we're doing that. We're doing that as well. Yeah, nice. So we've got loads to do before um, the final stage of the individual time trial. Brilliant. Um, yeah. All right. And uh, yeah. Um, You're going to put a link in the show notes to people to go and pre-order your book? Yeah, I'll do that. Do that. Go to the show notes, people. Pre-order 1923. Thank you very much, David. Yeah. And um, yeah, that was a sometimes. Well, of late, I have been enjoying the time trials. Didn't enjoy today. You did, but so you much. came in. So you even got up and went and splashed water on your face before yeah, it started. Struggling, mate. Struggling. <sighs> yeah, it was desperate. Whew. See you tomorrow.